Let us pray. Now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable to you, O God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Good morning again, and uh, good morning to Hub as well. Today's title is Choose God's Chosen. Um, you, know, you all know that retro is in, right? So old-fashioned is new-fashioned. That's what it means, I guess. So this sermon is going to be a bit retro, like uh, before or pre-PowerPoint, um, so to speak. I'm going to start with something I almost never do in a sermon. I'm going to read a whole chapter of the Bible and without PowerPoint. I actually got the AV to, I mean, uh, I got the whole chapter deleted from the PowerPoint in case AV got tempted to help you guys. So, asking you to just listen, if possible. If you really can't stand it, you need to look at something, there's the Pew Bible. And you can refer to that, but I must warn you, it's of a different translation. So, a couple of weeks ago, we heard about fasting. And so today I thought it would be good if we can look at what is called God's chosen fast. Because that's what Isaiah, Isaiah 58 is still about, is about. So please just listen, I'll try my best to read it well. Will you now hear the word of God? The prophet says, cry aloud, do not hold back. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Declare to my people their transgression, to the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways, as if they were a nation that did righteousness and did not forsake the judgment of their God. They ask of me righteous judgments. They delight to draw near to God. They say, why have we fasted and you see it not? Why have we humbled ourselves and you take no knowledge of it? Behold, in the day of your fast, you seek your own pleasure and oppress all your workers. Behold, you fast only to quarrel and to fight and to hit out with the wicked fist. Fasting like yours this day will not make your voice heard on high. Is such the fast that I choose? A day for a person to humble himself? Is it to bow down his head like a reed and to spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Will you call this a fast and a day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the fast that I choose? To loosen the bonds of wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house when you see the naked to cover him and not to hide yourself from your own flesh? Then shall your light break forth like the dawn, and your healing shall spring up speedily. Your righteousness shall go before you, and the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry, and he will say, Here I am. If you take away the yoke of, from your midst, the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness, if you pour yourself out for the hungry, and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, then 
shall your light rise in the darkness and your gloom as the noonday. And the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your desire in scorched places and make your bones strong. And you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. And your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in. If you turn back your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight and the holy day of the Lord honorable, if you honor it, not going your own ways, or seeking your own pleasure, or talking idly, then you shall take delight in the Lord, and I will make you ride on the heights of the earth. I will feed you with the heritage of Jacob, your father, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. This is the word of the Lord. And are you still alive? After one chapter? Yeah, okay, okay. <coughs> so today, what we need to do is to expand our view of biblical fasting. Some time ago, I preached about the Sabbath that it is not just about not working or resting on a day off. In the same way, biblical fasting is not just about not eating or some form of self-deprivation. It is much more than that. According to Isaiah 58, biblical fasting here it is called, as I remind you, God's chosen fast has two dimensions, inward and outward. The outward dimension is more straightforward. So let's deal with that first. We look again at Isaiah 58, this time uh, with PowerPoint, just verse 5 to verse 10. Again, just listen to this again. God speaking, Is such the fast I choose a day for a person to humble himself? Is to bow down his head like a reed, spread sackcloth and ashes under him? Will you call this a fast and a day acceptable to the Lord? Then the Lord answers his own question. Is not this the fast that I choose? To loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry, to bring the homeless poor into your house, when you see the naked to cover him? and not to hide yourself from your own flesh. Then shall your light break forth like the dawn, your healing shall spring up speedily, your righteousness shall go before you, the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and he will say, here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger and the speaking wickedness, if you pour yourself out for the hungry, satisfy the desire of the afflicted, then shall your lights rise in the darkness and your gloom will be as the noonday. So what is God's chosen fast? Well, according to Isaiah 58, it is free the oppressed, relieve the afflicted, feed the hungry, shelter the homeless, clothe the naked. Now, if you are a Methodist, are there any Methodists here? None? Seriously, where are the Methodists? Some of you are here, here, okay. If you are a Methodist, 
you will see that it sounds very much like what we Methodists call Christian outreach and social consents. It's a very vital part of the Methodist heritage and tradition. In other words, God's chosen fast is outwardly to reach out to the needy, to help the least of these. And if you listen to Isaiah 58, it should actually remind us of a portion of the New Testament, Luke chapter 4, verses 16 to 18. Let me remind you what it says. And when Jesus came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, he was, as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day as he stood up to read. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, to set liberty those who are oppressed. And Jesus was actually reading from Isaiah chapter 61, just three chapters away from Isaiah 58. This is what Isaiah 61.1 says. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. So all these passages, Isaiah 58, Isaiah 61, Luke 4, all speak about the same thing, reaching out to the needy. What's important to note here is that this is what Jesus describes as his own ministry. This is the ministry of Jesus himself. Therefore, God's chosen fast is actually the ministry of Jesus Christ. God's chosen fast is actually the ministry of Jesus Christ. You know, I say that um, when I preach a sermon, I try and give you one or two sentences that you can remember and forget everything else. And I don't mind if you're forgetting because I forget too. But this is one of those sentences you need to remember. God's chosen fast is actually the ministry of Jesus himself. Okay? Forget the rest. So, if you want to do if we want to do the work of Christ, if we want to practice God's chosen fast, if we want to support and be part of the outward expression of God's chosen part, our chosen tongue got stuck. If we want to be part of the expression of God's chosen fast, we will do our part in outreach and social concerns. For some of us, we think that such ministry is too difficult. We think we are too old, it'll cost too much money, we don't have enough time, it's too much hard work. Well, sometimes all it takes to reach out to the needy is to learn how to cry. Let me tell you why. Rabbi Harold Kushner, who wrote the wonderful book, When Bad Things Happen to Good People, also wrote the book, all, uh, when all you've ever wanted isn't enough. I'm quoting word for word. He has this story. He says, a business associate of my father's died under particularly tragic circumstances, and I accompanied my father to the funeral. The man's widow and children were surrounded by clergy and psychiatrists and counselors trying to ease their grief and make them feel better. 
They knew all the right words, but nothing helped. They were beyond, the family that is, were beyond being comforted. The widow kept saying, you're right, I know, all, I know you're right, but it doesn't make a difference. Then a man walked in, a big burly man in his 80s, who was a legend in the toy and game industry. He had come to the country illiterate and penniless and had built up an immensely successful company, business. He was known to be a hard bargainer, a ruthless competitor. Despite his success, he had never learned to read or write illiterate. He had been sick recently, and his face and his walking showed it. But he walked over to the widow and started to cry. And she cried with him. And you could feel the atmosphere of the room change. This man, who had never learned to read a book in his life, spoke the language of the heart and held the key that opened the gates of solace where learned doctors and clergy could not. This is Isaiah 58. This is God's chosen fast. At least the outward expression. <clears throat> And actually, like I said, this is the easy part. Now the harder part, the inward expression of God's chosen fast. You know, at first glance, Isaiah 58 is actually quite confusing. It tells us that God's chosen fast is actually doing something, the outward expression. But it begs the question, doesn't it? What then are we fasting from? You say it's a fast, it must be fasting from something, isn't it? So let's look at Isaiah 58 again. What is God angry about? Verses 3 and 4. He says, or they say, the people said, Why have we fasted and you do not see? Why have we humbled itself and you take no knowledge of it? God replies, Behold, in the day of your fast, you seek your own pleasure and oppress all your workers. Behold, you fast only to quarrel and to fight, hit out with a wicked fist. Fasting like yours this day will not make your voice heard on high. Verse 13. If you turn back your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your own pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, and the holy day of the Lord honorable, if you honor it, not going your own ways or seeking your own pleasure or talking idly. Seems to me it's clear what God is upset about here. Is he upset about their preoccupation with themselves? When he says, your own, your own, your own, your own, four times, I think we better listen. Your own pleasure, your own way. In other words, he is utterly against their preoccupation with self. Their preoccupation with self. By the way, Jesus uh, talks about such fasting or speaks against such fasting in Matthew 6. I urge you to go and look at that also. So what is God's chosen fast? Seems to me God's chosen fast is fasting 
from self. God's chosen fast is fasting from self. That's the other sentence you need to remember. God's chosen fast, inward, is fasting for self. This is the inward expression of God's chosen fast. It is not entirely consistent <coughs> with Jesus teaching in the New Testament in Luke 19:23 for uh, 9, Luke 9:23 for example, Jesus says to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. To be Jesus' disciple, we need to practice denial of self. Again, this is God's chosen fast. A word from our sponsor. Denial of self is not equal to self-denial. They do not mean the same thing. Self-denial is practicing deprivation, a specified or special or spiritual discipline like literal fasting, uh, no food or water, or some other fasting like uh, favorite activity, TV or phone or uh, computer games, or whatever. Denial of self is much larger. It is a cornerstone of Christian discipleship. Paul calls it death to self. Galatians 2.20 I am crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. Same idea. Denials, deny self, take up cross. The Old Testament version is Isaiah 58. God's chosen fast. Fasting from self expressed by reaching out to the needy. Is that okay? Comprende, as the Spanish would say. Yeah, by the way, the answer is comprendo. Comprende, you understand? Comprendo, I understand. Okay. So, summary. Number one, God's chosen fast is inwardly fasting from self. Denial of self, a condition of Christian discipleship. Two, outwardly, it is expressed by reaching out to the needy, which is Jesus' ministry. So it seems to me if we love God, we will choose God's chosen. That is God's chosen fast. Another word from our sponsor. Our church is partnering with MWS. By the way, you know what MWS means? All I hear is, but never mind. I know you are saying Methodist Welfare Services. To run a Seniors Activity Center or SAC at TGV. Teki Vista. I know there's a TGV which is the French super train, but not that one. This one is Teki Vista. Do you know where Teki Vista is? Can you point the direction? <coughs> nearby. Um, we are now in the prep and uh, reno stage and we're going to sign the MOU soon. And we hope to open by end July. So we really will need your help and we'll keep you updated. But the most important thing is this provides 
all of us an opportunity to practice God's chosen fast by reaching out to the seniors who will be recipients of the SAC ministry. Many of us are aging. I know I am. I'm already a senior. Uh, I like to think I'm a junior senior, but I don't know. Um, many of us are aging, so we know that the seniors have significant needs. My dad is going to be 90 this year. I know what his needs are. And I think we can, okay, let me be very straightforward. Lah. I'm giving you the privilege of practicing God's chosen fast as we minister at the SAC. Let me tell you another retro story. I'm very retro. I'm, I think, one of the few people left who actually order a physical copy of Reader's Digest. Anyone else like me here? Real physical copy of Reader's Digest. Anybody? Huh? Yeah, I got one more person there. Yeah, you all testify. We still have. Earlier services, there were two others. Okay? And some of you who read Reader's Digest, although we are a, minor, a minority of a minority, um, know that I choose a lot of illustrations from there because they're from real life. So let me share with you one illustration real life about a senior citizen. This lady called Ruth Thompson, or Thurston, sorry, Ruth Thurston, shares about the time her 72-year-old mother drove 900 miles in a 12-year-old car to visit her. So Ruth was curious and asked her mother, how did you do that? She said, well, she did just fine until the second night because she had just filled her car with petrol and then realized she didn't have money for a motel room. And what did you do, Ruth asked. The mother said, well, she kept driving. I was driving through the small town and feeling very sleepy. A policeman pulled me over and asked if I had been drinking. When I told him no, he wanted to know why. I was weaving all over the road. I explained the situation. He then ordered, follow me. We then drove to a motel where the nice officer paid for a night's lodging for me, the mother said. And as he was leaving, the mother continued, he turned around and said to me, Madam, the next time you go to visit your daughter, please take another route. <clears throat> this is Isaiah 58 in real life, if you want to know. And I suppose it's fitting on today, Labor Day, to speak about God's chosen fast. Because we have many uh, very spiritual ideas about fasting. God's chosen fast is actually very practical. It's about reaching out and doing things for the needy. By the way, some of you received the Methodist message, the latest copy, right? In it, if you read carefully, I won't tell you which page, the track president highlights something about John Wesley. 
John Wesley was very passionate about social concerns. So he says this, if in your life there's a clash between your personal devotion, that is your prayer and Bible study, and an act of charity, social concerns, what takes priority? You ditch your prayer and Bible study and you do your act of charity first. That takes priority. Go and read it, find it for yourself, think about it. Today as we join and celebrate the sacrament of Holy Communion, God's means of grace for us, let us ask God for His grace to always choose God's chosen fast. To learn to fast from self, to learn to reach out to the needy. And to conclude, I must tell you, uh, a lot of pastors bluff people. When they say conclude, they only mean one of five conclusions. Can't blame them. Paul does the same thing in his letters. But I tell you the truth. When I say conclude, I conclude. I conclude with, I don't know if you knew there is, there's a Beatitudes, set of Beatitudes for senior citizens, written by Esther May uh, Walker. And this is what it says. Blessed are they who understand my faltering step and palsied hand. Blessed are they who know my years today must strain to catch the things they say. Blessed are they who seem to know that my eyes are dim and my wits are slow. Blessed are they who look away when my coffee was spilled at the table today. Blessed are they with a cheery smile, stop to chat for a little while. Blessed are they who never say, you told that story already twice today. Blessed are they who know the ways to bring back memories of yesterdays. Blessed are they who make it known that I'm loved, respected, not alone. Blessed are they who ease the days of my journey home in loving ways. Choose God's chosen fast. Let us pray. <clears throat> Father, we ask that you will forgive our restricted views of fasting and help us to understand your chosen fast so that we may learn not only to fast from self but also to do the work of Christ's ministry. We pray that you will grant us grace during this communion to make this part of our Christian discipleship. In the name of Christ, our Master, we pray. Amen.